Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff, or Chaos for short, where the guest brings the topic and I tie it into Kingdom Hearts and maybe convince them to give the series a try. I'm your host, Zach Lyons, and this time I've got a guest who needs no convincing to play the games. She's well-versed in Kingdom Hearts series. She does lots of reporting on it, plenty of news coverage all over the board, uh, and her name is, let me let me not butcher this, uh, <laughs> Fatima Sabir. Most people would know her better yeah, as Aquaberry. Yay! <laughs> but she's Aquaberry basically Yay. everywhere online. Hello! Yeah. You got my name right. I'm really glad to hear you say it right. <laughs> Thank you. I, I would try. We were practicing with it before recording and it wasn't going so great. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aquaberry. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a big step. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so hi, I'm Alcaberry, and um, I report on Cage 13, um, the new team leader there. So, um, I basically lead the team that um, finds and reports on all Kingdom Hearts news that, and try our best to bring it to you first. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I know there are a lot of, there are plenty of like fan sites for Kingdom Hearts, but I think Cage 13 is pro has over the years become like, the number one source like everything oh, ends up being reported <laughs> i mean like not saying that because you're the guest but like honestly cage 13 is like the place to go so <laughs> yeah it's, it's good you guys totally are incredibly is. thorough i was trying to find something a few weeks ago i can't remember what now but i was trying to find a specific piece of news and i scoured your pages until i found it because i knew you guys would have it <laughs> Yeah, we try to be as detailed as possible. That's no, very good. Um, Even with things like Kingdom Hearts Union yeah, Cross, which a lot of people write off, you cover the U or the global updates. You cover cover the Japanese updates. You guys are on to it. Yeah, we have actually we have a team to do that. I I don't meddle with Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. I I, Fair I, I don't play the game. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm no expert there. No, no, that's cool. That's why you have team members. Mm -hmm. ah, so, so again, you know, you don't need convincing to play the games, and also, uh, it's a bit different from other episodes because you're not really bringing the topic. But because it's episode thirteen, I figured the logical place to start would be organization thirteen. But uh, before the, the new one, yeah. Well, in general, we can we can discuss the original organization the new... and then the new true organization and compare contrast. The true organization, yeah. See how see how things have changed over the years for them. But um, yeah. Before we get into that, uh, I was just talking to you before we started recording, and you said, "Hey, you didn't know this news, so we'll we'll uh, talk about this first. Over the weekend, uh, people who don't know, I live in New Zealand." And uh, the Armageddon Expo, which happens every year, uh, just happened this past weekend. And I got my hands on Kingdom Hearts 3 demo for the first time, which was super exciting. But uh, there was no lead up to it. Like, I've been commenting on Armageddon's social media for months, like, not being obnoxious about it, but just kind of casually every now and then when they say, oh, play this game at Armageddon. I'm like, how about Kingdom Hearts 3? Is the Kingdom Hearts demo going to be there? Kiwi fans really want to play it too, but there's no uh, promotion for it. There's no advertisement for it. The only reason I found out it was there was because one of my friends went a day before me and he messaged me saying, oh, they've got Kingdom Hearts 3 here. And sure enough, they had like three stations. It was only three stations at the PlayStation uh, 
set up. Like, they didn't have a Square Enix booth or anything, but there's Kingdom Hearts 3 at the PlayStation area. So, but it just it guess, wasn't anywhere uh, but, online. Yeah, it's a shame they wasn't covered, but then again, I'm guessing uh, three stations, maybe they thought, what's the point? Yeah. But, I don't know. Still, still, just a like, little, little mention of that would have could have helped promote yeah, that for game, sure. I believe. And it's like a small, uh, and I understand why, like maybe Square Enix wouldn't promote a lot because a small country like New Zealand, they've got a lot bigger markets to cater to. But I mean, mm-hmm. they've got fans across the world, and the the line when I, I first went there at like the beginning of the day, and I only had to wait behind one person. But I went back later in the day to try again, and it was like dozen or so long and for three stations waiting 12 people deep on a 15 to 20 minute long demo is quite a wait so yeah yeah it's, it's not too bad but yeah but more, more importantly how was your experience how did you find it uh my experience is not going to be completely representative because i also had my two-year-old there and uh halfway through the demo it got cut short because she had to go to the bathroom but um (laughs) i got to i got to finish the rock titan fight because someone before me the person that was up before me decided to stop playing halfway through i guess they didn't really care um so the 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 demo people let me finish up the rock titan fight and then just do whichever i wanted from there so and i thought that was really neat i wasn't expecting the the wall running to be like a constant never-ending thing like i kind of thought it was <laughs> i i thought it was gonna be like flow motion you right where you have to activate yeah. it but like because of how that fight is engineered like if you fall you don't fall all the way to the ground you just fall back onto the wall and are running across the wall that felt a bit strange uh oh i see i thought what was strange about it is that how the wall was glowing all the time and yeah. i thought it took away from from the um, environmental art of it, mm, sure. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm really happy about running up walls. Don't no, it, it felt super smooth. <laughs> it felt really great. It just felt weird to fall onto the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the fight itself was really fun, and it was nice <laughs> to actually like try out some combos and just play around. Um, yeah, um, I, I had a lot of fun trying out um, the train and Meow Wow. Yeah, oh, the train was so fun. Like, I really want to try more <laughs> yeah. of the Disney rides. The, what is it, Attraction Flow? Yeah, the attraction. Yeah, yeah. attractions. I, I don't know. I think in Japanese they're called Attraction Flow, and then in, in English it's called Attractions. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Weird. I, I don't know. I'm not sure, but when we when we first uh, translated like the first few interviews, it was always attraction flow. Mm. But whenever we see it being promoted in the West, they always call it attractions. Interesting. So, well, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Hold but me. I think everyone gets. The we're we're less than a hundred days to launch, so it'll we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. But um, and then I yeah. I got to play like five minutes or so of toy box so i didn't get out of andy's room so i didn't make my way to galaxy toys but i got to watch the opening cutscene to toy box and uh fight a bit in there and do some like actual fighting instead of just against a wall on a big boss so that was good to get a feel for the more normal gameplay and again it was i uh actually sorry go ahead sorry 
Yeah, I actually uh, skipped the cutscenes because I already watched them. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair so enough. So I just you know, only had like 15 minutes to do it. Sure, so sure. I Makes thought, sense. Oh, I'll just... I, I had fun in Toy Box. I yeah. thought... It, it just looks so so surreal mm. being in Andy's room. It's, it's like... <laughs> it sounds a bit crazy, but... <laughs> back in like 2013 or 2014, you know, I was one of those one of the many people writing articles about, these are the worlds I want to see in Kingdom Hearts 3. And like top, <laughs> top of my list was uh, Andy's room. Like I wouldn't have expected to go to a toy Andy's... store, but I did want to go to Toy Story. And so I'm I'm like, it was crazy to actually be playing that. And that's so cool. And I'm so excited. Uh, did you actually get to the Galaxy Toys? No, bit? no, I didn't even leave Andy's room before my kid was like, "I have to wait." <laughs> <laughs> Aww. but you know, that's okay. a shame because uh, I didn't really, I didn't get to explore Galaxy Toys because it wasn't part of our demo, oh, okay. unfortunately. Yeah, but um, but I did get to fight the mecha with the mechas. Oh yeah, things. the gigas. gigas? The gigas, yeah, mm. the gigas. <laughs> uh, I, I I lost um, the first time. I just didn't understand what was going on, uh, but I I understood it later on. You just basically have to just kill and then switch the giga and then kill again, switch the gigas. So basically, you just keep on switching, kind of sure. like jumping from one guy to another, <clears throat> one mecha to another, and yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was a completely different thing to do in Kingdom Hearts, so I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's something I'm really looking forward to is like the different mechanics in each world, like the Gigas in that, or I'm drawing a blank now. But like they've said, how there's going to be different, uh, different ways to play in different worlds, and I think that's really neat. Yeah, exactly. A, a nice way to make each world feel different, not just in how they look and you know the characters, but like in play style too. So. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we should uh, roll on to the the main topic of Organization Thirteen now. So, uh, I don't know how to start though. Should we should we just summarize the original organization? Do you think? And then okay, Vixen. Lexeus, Zexion, Saix, Axel, Devix, Luxor, Malusha, Luxine, Roxas, and Shion. Yes. So we're thirteen, <laughs> fourteen members, quote unquote. <laughs> and each of them with yeah, varying was... amounts of importance. <laughs> uh, yes. So, I mean, I'll be, uh, for I, I from the beginning of the podcast, I've tried to make it as accessible as I can for people who aren't fans. Like part of the whole gimmick is like I want people who aren't fans to come on and kind of get alternate perspectives as to why they should play the games but i don't think it's ended up being as access as accessible like that as i wanted it to be so part of me is like we should explain who organization 13 is and then the other part of me is like if they're listening to kingdom hearts podcast they know who organization 13 is <laughs> so i think we can yeah. probably gloss over a bit but... how how would you describe organization 13 as briefly as possible a group of not necessarily bad, but antagonistic people who are trying to regain their former self. The, or so they think. Or so they think. That's what their leader tells them, but they are potentially being misled. But 
<laughs> there you go. It makes you about just, as much spoil, sense as you anything else. Spoiled dream from distance. Sorry. <laughs> What's that? You just spoiled dream from distance. You just spoiled dream from distance. <laughs> well, they don't know that. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. So. Okay. So, Riddle me this: Why are there fourteen members if it's called Organization Thirteen? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. There's only thirteen. I don't know who Shion is. Wow! I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> that joke is dead. That joke like is number dead. fourteen. Aha! <laughs> no, I'm. Ah, uh, man, I'm actually for real excited to see because they're bringing basically everybody back in Kingdom Hearts 3 right in one way shape or form and you know Shion's gonna show up somehow and I'm wondering how they're gonna make it work but I'm excited to see how it works I mean, they, they've got replica uh, Riku they've, they've gotta have Shion that's what... sorry exactly like yeah. because because they're basically part of the same experiment yeah exactly the replica project or something. So similar that that one yeah. quick flash was confused for a week, whether it was one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever read the manga for Chain of Memories? I didn't. The manga is one part of Kingdom Hearts Media that I never got into like I want. Like, I was super into manga for years as a teen. And, like, I ended up having five or six hundred different volumes of manga across lots of series. And I wanted to get Kingdom Hearts, but th my local bookstore at the time didn't have them, and I hadn't really done much online shopping at that time. And then by the time yeah. I found out the easier and cheaper ways to get them, uh, I've, I'd kind of passed that part of my life where like spending 10 to $15 on one volume of manga felt like too much money. <laughs> so I just, I had Yeah, no, I understand. I'd like to one All day, of but them, I but, uh, but but starting from Chain of Memories, they are a treasure. Like you are missing a lot in terms I... of, like for example, in terms of Chain of Memories. Uh, <laughs> at the end of that manga, um, they actually have this little funny shorts, and it shows how you know. I I don't think Riku Replica dies in the manga. Oh really. I actually don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite remember, but because it's been a while, and then I gave my manga to my ex, who never gave it back. <sighs> but <laughs> um, what happens in the end, in the in the funny short, is that um, he um, Vexen, who was in charge of the replica project and who yeah. was making all this replica, it turns out in the manga that he made quite a lot of them. <laughs> Mm. And they all became sentient, and they made an entire army of repli Riku replicas, and it was just so funny. That is so, a um... dream for some fans. <laughs> for some fans, yes, yes but yes. it is canon in the manga. So... That's funny. That's uh, very interesting. If you, could have if you do get the chance, you should, you should go and read it. Army. Yeah, yeah, no, I want to in time. A replica army. If they had like an entire Shion army, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the final battle in Kingdom Hearts three: the seven light versus the thirteen darkness versus the five hundred Riku replica, and then the fourteen Shions. Yeah. So, uh, so now. Oh, what about the? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. What, what so, what say? about the? 
new organization yeah, yeah. or as they call the, themselves the true organization the true organization well it depends on what what that is because the the one true organization has that been referred to in a lot of different cases because the only time i can remember it being referred to as the true organization is uh when marluxia slash lorium says it in the trailer uh yeah, yeah so uh does anyone else the... refer to it as that <clears throat> to as that in some article like in in a famitsu feature or mm -hmm. something but yeah marluxia said true right okay so in the canon media that's when it was referred to as the true organization sure i i feel like we're getting a lot of uh misleads misdirections in the trailers which is good because we don't want it to be spoiled obviously in trailers you know a lot of people think oh you shouldn't have shown that that's too much you're giving it away but like there's still so much mystery here like there's the 13 darknesses, yeah. which is allegedly Xehanort's true organization, but the list I've made up of potential members of the true organization is 15 long, and the 14 numbers in the original organization, 13, there were 13, and Xion, you know, is a whole different story, so she's got, she's a special case. But so far in the true organization, I've got Master Xehanort, the old one, Young Master Xehanort from Dream Drop Distance, Vanitas, Xemnas, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, Brag or Zigbar, Evan or Vexen, Isa or Syx, Demix, Luxord, uh, Marluxia or Lorium, Larxene, Riku Replica, and Terra Norton, Aqua Nort, maybe. But there's so many mm. question marks. Like we don't know exactly what makes a a Zay like one of the Zaynor organization members. You know, a lot. There's the whole speculation of the silver hair and the amber eyes, but like the big the big one there is the eye color because that's when every time a trailer drops people are like oh they've been norted they've been norted but like only aqua terra and riku replica have the silver hair all the original organization members still have their regular hair color so i don't know what the what the criteria is there or what the rules are and it just feels like they're playing a bit of calvin ball with it so well i mean in terms of riku thoughts? he already had silver hair yeah, well, fair enough, <laughs> but uh, it, it looks more tinted. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of people have been like uh, saying maybe he's related to Xehanort. Really, I haven't heard that uh, theory. No. But that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's only this other guy with silver hair, and then there's Ephemer, but we're not gonna get into that. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. A whole but, new theory. Yeah, I've never heard of that. All of a sudden, my brain is going crazy. <laughs> implications no. um but yeah the it's just when xehanort possessed terra bam terra mm. got silver hair and the yellow eyes so what the heck happened to aqua yeah well i've i've uh, got a clip here from uh kh13.com uh, hey. <laughs> it's I, I think that's uh promoting me sorry what was that Keep promoting us. Yes, yes. Keep yes, promoting right. us. You got it. So this is uh, from uh, an interview with Tetsuya Nomura from around E3. It was in early, maybe it was a couple weeks after. It was from Famitsu. Uh, it was early July. And he says, in terms of Aqua, notice how, uh, how she has white hair and the others don't. I'm wondering if it's because Xehanort literally took her body because we haven't seen that phenomenon except for Terranort. It's the only frame of reference I have. 
The only other person is Xehanort, who has always had those characteristics ever since his younger days at uh, LOD. What's LOD? Land of Departure. Uh, plus a snapshot of him from Birth by Sleep, where he says that world is just too small. He already had the white hair. I know some people are needy. Oh, no, this is your notes. <laughs> I, was, I was listening and I'm like, hey, I said that to you. You did. You did. This is you. <laughs> I've confused my notes. My bad. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, still. So this is what you told me before. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yes. So this is your own theory here. Well, it's, it's not really theory. It's just me mulling, like, sure, uh, sure. what is the deal with, with, with the white hair? So I yeah, was okay. thinking, okay, so if we isolate all the people with white hair, yeah? So it's that Riku, Terranort, uh, Aquanort, or Dark Aqua, whatever you want to call mm. it, and Xehanort. Right. Now, Terranort, we know, he, he has silver hair after he's been possessed. Yes. Riku, he was born with silver hair. Well, as soon as we saw Riku, young Riku, he always had silver hair, so sure. we're just going to... We'll just put him aside. Uh, Xehanort, the first we saw of him, really, is when he was in Destiny Islands. In, in, chronologically, mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Destiny Islands, in the beginning of Birth by Sleep, yes. he had he has white hair, and he says this world is just too small, something like that. Sure. And, yeah. So, we don't know if he's been... Uh, He's been possessed before or not, but yeah, that, or that's, if that's the like first his natural thing. look, sure. And then uh, well, maybe, and then if you compare how Riku looks yeah, in sorry? Kingdom Hearts One when he's uh when he's taken over by Ansem, like the the tattered look of his clothes and the darkness of the clothes that looks very reminiscent uh, or Aqua's uh, look in Kingdom Hearts yeah. Three looks reminiscent of that, so it lends a bit more credence, I think, to her being possessed rather than quote-unquote norted yeah so. that's right because when riku was possessed he was possessed or yeah he, he didn't become part or or did he or did he Ooh, and now he's been oh. lane master <laughs> i came here looking for answer you gave me more questions <laughs> likewise um, I'm just face bombing so hard right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, but like the other people who we know have been noted, like Bragg. Yeah, yep. Because he says it himself. Oh, yeah. Have yeah, I'm already he doesn't have hair. No. I mean, like, he's got some streaks in it, but that looks like old man gray hair, you know? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do you remember what Sora says in, in reply to that? Doesn't he say he's like, that's, that's stupid? That's nuts. I'm oh, that's nuts. Story. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect dialogue as always. Um, who wrote this? Who wrote that script? I want to shake their hands. I was gonna say, Sora. <laughs> in that moment, Sora is all of the audience. <laughs> like what? Yeah. You're making zero sense, man. So, yeah. um, so, 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 what, what does it mean to be have Xehanort anyway? And how is it, is it any different from being, from, from Xehanort actually 
transferring his his heart into your body. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, tough to say because like, oh my head, I'm doing my head in. Because <laughs> I'm trying to because, think of an answer, and I'm just so, gonna end up asking the same question. Because if so, then how does Brig, for example, become how Xehanort? Xehanort has to transfer his heart into him, right? Mm. If we were to possess him. But he can't do that 13 times. That's just impossible because yeah. there aren't Xehanorts. And I just feel like if he did that by overlapping time, I don't think... I don't know. It just doesn't seem feasible yeah, to me. Yeah, it feels like so I'm wondering... some reality would start to crumble in there. Exactly. So I'm wondering, is it some, is it like some Voldemort kind of Horcrux thing that yep, he be, did, where be. he split, he split his heart thirteen times or or less, and just like transferred a piece of it. Yeah, could. Then be. in that case, it would be different from possessing someone altogether. And it's like you also have to think like how some of it. Like, Aqua's been in the Realm of Darkness for 10 years or however long, and so she's still around. Uh, Terra got possessed by Xehanort in, at the end of Birth by Sleep, and, you know, he's, his body's still around. But, like, what about all the, the organization members from Kingdom Hearts 2 when you defeat them and they, like, disappear? You know, half of, you see half of them wake up, like, uh, you defeat Axel, and then at the beginning of... Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, Lee wakes up back in uh, Radiant Garden in the in the castle or whatever. And you see Lee yeah. and Evan and uh, Alias, a handful of them are all there, back where they were, back where their bodies were left, and they're back in their somebody forms. But what about Demix and Luxord and Larxene? Like, what happened? Like the last you see of them, there you've defeated them in battle, and they just go into their pool of darkness. But like, are these their somebodies? Are they still like seen in Demix and Luxord, or uh, we don't know? And I, sh I just want to make sense of it. <laughs> there's um, there's actually um, an interview where where it says that <laughs> it was such a weird interview, but um, he's. Where Nomura basically said that, um, so like people like Lee and Yenzo, I believe, or mm -hmm. just Lee, um, when their heartless and nobodies were defeated, they went back to being their somebodies, sure. as in like their real selves. Um, however, with the ones that have been norted, um, they they went when their heartless and nobodies were destroyed they went back to being somebody's but then they became nobody's again but in a different way which seems just so classically <laughs> convoluted overly complicated <laughs> yes. doesn't make do sense why would do they have... do that did I... did I link you that interview <laughs> uh i don't think so i've got a lot of uh notes here about tetsuya we're talking about aqua but I, I don't have notes on the others because Aqua seems to be one of the biggest oh, mysteries. I see. So I know before I was reading actually uh, yeah. your your thoughts on the matter, <laughs> but uh, something something that Nomura actually did say about Aqua, um, we had that once we had that scene with Aqua in the announcement of Frozen, 
and I was actually just surprised that there was the same or more buzz surrounding Aqua because Frozen was supposed to be the big reveal. I was just surprised when people were more surprised she had fallen to I was surprised when people were surprised she had fallen to darkness. I of course know the entirety of the storyline, so in fact there are more surprises and some even bigger than that. I just wonder if everyone will be okay. No, we're not gonna be okay. We're not gonna be okay. And like he, I think he's totally yeah. talking out of his butt there. Like, uh, Frozen was supposed to be the big reveal. Well, no, I mean it was a reveal, but a everybody kind of expected Frozen. B the first scene of the trailer was Frozen. And the final scene was I mean, Aqua. I mean, that was a reveal. The final scene of any trailer is like a reveal. <laughs> not only that, Frozen was licked ages ago. What was that? Frozen was Frozen what? was leaked ages ago. Well, I mean, was leaked. What was it leaked? Or I thought it was just heavily, of... heavily uh, speculated with like a lot of. Oh no no. no. Oh, oh, was that part of that big leak? Was that part of the big leak? Oh, see, yeah, I intentionally, yeah, yeah. I intentionally avoided. I heard about it, but I intentionally avoided any lists or any links, so I didn't look at that. Yeah. So okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And um, I kind of saw it before I knew it was it. So right, right. <laughs> and then you're like, damn it. Okay. I, I see. Expected it. <laughs> it's, it's frozen. Come sure, on. Sure, sure. Frozen, um, but um, what were we saying? Yes, yeah, we, so... we were talking about Aqua. I wonder if everyone's Nomura, gonna be okay. Every time, every time Nomura talks about Aqua, he doesn't really say anything about Xehanort. So, like for example, no. in this particular one, he said, um, he she had fallen to the darkness. Right. That's what he says, mm. and never once he actually mentioned Aqua in terms of Xehan, like you know, under Xehanort's influence. Mm. Um, it was written somewhere on Famitsu, I think, um, that Aqua seems to be under the um, influence of Xehanort, but that was a Famitsu blurb. It wasn't actually part of the actual interview with Nomura. Sure. And it was more of a speculation no. uh, that whoever designed her made. So, but every time she he actually kind of shrouds Dodges this it. matter yeah. in dark. Yeah, that, that last yeah, quote I had he's... from him was from Game Informer around E3, but there was another one from US Gamer where they say, at the end of one of the Kingdom Hearts trailers, Aqua definitely has Xehanort's eyes. We think this mm -hmm. signifies that she was corrupted by the Realm of Darkness since the events of Birth by Sleep. Could you elaborate on that and speak a little bit on what we can expect from Aqua in Kingdom Hearts 3? And Nomura replies, I do know that she is a popular character among her fans. I'm sure many are shocked to see her eyes. Uh, people were more shocked than I expected they would be. I can't really go into much detail about her because I will just spoil everything. But something does happen in Kingdom Hearts 3 that makes her seem like she is, seem like how she is right now in the trailer. I think all I can say is that the player is the only one who can save her from him. So again, from him. U.S. Gamers question says Aqua has def has Xehanort's eyes, but Nomura never says anything about him except that last sentence. It's up to the player to save her from him. But you're right. She, he doesn't actually mm. say that. He says, people are shocked to see her eyes. And something, says, happens, um, something that happens that makes her seem like how she is right now. Something in the happens, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely willing to concede that she's probably not one of the true organization. She's just dark. This is her emo phase. 
especially because um is the way he she talks to Mickey saying you're too late yeah. as in like you left me here you bastard oh, sure. sorry can i can i use that language in your podcast <laughs> like what did he expect he just he just left her there mm. and he never spoke about her ever again and it's i mean i understand it's just like some shitty retconning but <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah, yeah, no, I it, it's you. more it's more than plausible that you know that she might not be a Xehanort per se, but um, but she might have been corrupted by the darkness around her in which sure. she's been in for like, what, 11 years, 12 years-ish. Mm. So, I mean, imagine, imagine if you were trapped in the realm of darkness for like a dozen years. How would you, how would you turn out? Yeah, no. It... Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, like, I, I spend like one day all by myself and I'm really lonely. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm so dark. I yeah. hate everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And that's one day. No, <laughs> I, I feel you for sure. Yeah. So I wouldn't really, I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe she's a Nord, but there mm. is no specific proof saying that she is one right now. And I love that because it means we have a lot to expect from Kingdom Hearts 3 that might exactly. surprise us. Yeah, for sure. So then let's let's talk about the uh, few people, the few original organization members who we still haven't seen yet. That we've almost seen all of them in trailers. But uh, we have not seen Dylan or Alias or Roxas's face or Xion. <laughs> So we Rox's know Rox's face. We know so his, specific. Well, I mean, we've seen the back of his head. <laughs> we've and, seen his photo. Yeah, that's true. The photo from Kingdom Hearts two, but like the the back of his head was his hair was not white or silver, but we haven't seen his eyes. Uh, we don't know what's gonna go on with Shion, and I suspect we probably won't until the game. I think, if memory serves, we saw Alias in Dream Drop Distance when uh, Lee wakes up and he's trying to make sense of everything. Because that alias is there, yeah. and he mentions, uh, and Enzo's there, and they mention Evan over in the corner or something. But, but I don't think we see Dylan there at all, do we? Um, Dylan, that's Zaldin, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. I think I saw him. He, yeah. he was with Alias. Well, because I remember in Birth by Sleep, yeah. Alias and Dylan are like the guards outside. Yeah, and I, and I they're do, like buddies. Yeah, and I do remember seeing Alias wake up in. <laughs> dream drop distance but i don't remember seeing dylan he could have been there and i've just got a bad memory but uh i, I don't know I, I just feel like every time i saw them they were always together sure so. sure <laughs> so i could be the one with bad memory but um i mean so. there's so much to but um you know when demix sorry you know when demix is seen yes you know when demix is seen in the trail in the latest trailer yes he's carrying what is he carrying evan I don't know. With him, or what a is he? Of, a lot of people have a lot of speculation there. I think he's carrying Evan, uh, because of uh. They were later seen together. Because they're later seen together, and because uh, I, I had a reason when I watched the trailer. It's like, oh, that's Evan. Like it made perfect sense. Right now, I can't recall, but I know some people. Yeah, yeah. Said, some people have uh, speculated that he's got Ventus. Because it looks like Ventus, yeah. 
uh, when when in Birth by Sleep, Master Xehanort took Ventus to Destiny Island, and he was wrapped up in that blanket, and it looks like that. But I'm like, he can wrap anyone in a blanket. It doesn't have to be a callback <laughs> to that. So I thought it looked, yeah. I think it looked but, more um, like you know, Evan's I mean... lab coat than it did a blanket. A blanket. We only saw that like ages ago when Ventus was like yeah. twelve years old. So, so I don't. Th I don't think it's Ventus. I think that's Evan that he's got. And yeah, like then... why would he need a blanket for Ventus? He's fully dressed. Yeah, exactly. It looked so... like a lab coat to me. <laughs> so, so there's yeah, um, yeah. It could be that Yenzo stayed back. As in, like he what he he didn't join the organization. Mm. So if he didn't join, maybe maybe Dylan and what's his face, Elias didn't join either. Mm. Could be, could but be it's that... a bit strange because they were one of the senior members as well. Sure, it's it's interesting because like in Kingdom Hearts one and two, Sora's like support crew are the Final Fantasy characters in Traverse Town and Radiant Garden, but now yeah. like I. I have to believe they're still going to have Final Fantasy characters, even though they haven't really shown any yet, aside from some gummy ship mascot character designs. <laughs> but um, they're so they're so cute. They they are they're good. I like them. The Moogle one. Uh, but yeah. surely they're not just going to omit Final Fantasy characters, even if they're not as relevant as they once were. But it certainly seems like his support network is now more Ienzo and like Hainer Pencilette. Because they're the ones that we see communicating with him on his little mobile device, uh, and I, I my yeah. my theory then is that Alias and Zaldan are also going to be helping them, but they're going to be like more of a field crew, like they might be out and about scouting for information. So Hainer Pensinolet will be yeah. the Twilight Town crew, and Ienza will be the Radiant Garden watch, and then those two will be kind of out while exploring while you're exploring. Could be, but like I can't really think of any reason why they would join their crew. I don't know. Maybe because Ienzo talked him into I it. I mean, because they, they they worked with Ienzo, like they were the guard while Ienzo was like an apprentice back in the day with, uh, Ansem the Wise. Yeah, but like El um, Yenzo is close with Elias because Zexion was close with Lexeus. We know yeah. that. But Zaldin was kind of a bitch. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Do you remember? He, he kidnapped Belle. Oh, yeah. And he was 100%. very much a, a dick. And it gave Belle a really cool scene where she like <laughs> and then, gut punched him and ran away. <laughs> and then she just runs away with this big gleeful smile. It's one of my favorite scenes in the game. So funny. You know, right? But yeah, Zaldin's so a cool. huge, huge turd nugget. But uh, but we all, yeah, we do so, know that a lot of them are that, different as somebody's than they're nobody's. Like Ienzo was kind of a jerk too, or I mean Zexian. Zexian was kind of like he's scheming and conniving, and but as Ienzo, he seems like a pretty cool dude. <laughs> I think I don't I don't know. I think I don't know. I never antagonized Zexian. I felt really bad because he got murdered by Repliku. Yeah. Was it Replica? I think, I think he was just looking this dude. Yeah, uh, basically Axel took Replica to uh, to Zexion after his fight with Riku, mm -hmm. so he was very weak. Uh, so it's been a while since I played Chainsaw. And Axel got. Yeah, no, that's that was my favorite game. So something like that, I do remember. Sure, um, sure. So, 
So yeah, Axel gets um, what's his the replica to to kill him while he's weak, and he's right. like, no, no, wait, no, and then right, yeah. right, yeah, I remember now. Okay. So I have another. You question. never get to fight him. Um, well, yes. Yeah, well, sorry, he wasn't even him. fighting with Riku. See, I thought I thought Riku did fight him. Fight. Riku fought Zexion, and then but he didn't take him out. Zexion went back, weakened, and that's when. No, Replicu because we never out, right? saw his weapon. Hmm. Didn't we? The book. Oh, his weapon. No, basically, he he f figured out that Zexion was not real. Oh right, God! It really but, has been a while. Since and then Zexion was, and then he was like, he was um, basically Zexion was finding it hard to keep up. He, you know the, you know the appearance of sure, sure. whatever it was, Sora and whoever else. Mm. So I don't know that kind of weakened Zexion when Riku like believed in himself and he basically figured him out. But I don't think they actually fought. Right. Okay. In Chain of Memory. Yeah, because um, because we never find we ne we don't find out until Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix that his weapon is a book. Right, right, okay. You know what? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> what matters is that he's on the right. He's on the right side sure. of this war. And I think he's uh, well and truly on the good side now. Yeah, one thing I, I he forgot to mention is that scene where Vanitas is seen pretty much stabbing Aqua. By oh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Of... That's right, that's right. I forgot about that too. And I thought, gosh, that seems suspicious. Like, uh, he's just giving her darkness as opposed to turning her into Xehanort. But, mm. um... Don't know. Like, what, what does that do if you if, if you stab Aqua with, with his keyblade? Like, what's that gonna do? God, such a good question. I don't know. My, 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 what's the it depends on what his uh, keyblade's power is, I suppose. Because, like, in Kingdom Hearts 1, there's that uh, special keyblade that unlocks Sora's heart, and that can unlock hearts. Maybe Vanitas has that kind of power, too, but I guess that would turn her into a heartless. That wouldn't do what it does. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, definitely, v Vanitas was trying to get to Ventus. Mm. That I understand, sort sure. of. Yes. Or just trying to get to Ventus for whichever reason. And if Aqua knows where, if Maybe. Aqua's the only one that knows how to get to Ventus or where he is, then obviously the next logical yeah, step so. is to take over Aqua. Yeah, um, but yeah. And Aqua is also seen kind of being <laughs> whipped around yeah. by by the Guardian. Yeah, oh, that was such a um, cool scene. So it looks like whatever went down, it went. It didn't go down without a fight. Yeah, sure. But then that's interesting too because you see the scene with Vanita stabbing her while she's on the ground, but then you see the scene where she's being whipped around by Ansem Seeker of Darkness's Guardian. You think what? Yeah, like what, what is has actually this girl going been on? Going such a such a baller that Aqua. I feel so sad. She's she's just been whipped around and stabbed, being stabbed by people. That that's just not fair. We need to save her. We do. We will. <sighs> um, from him. From him. So I, I have one last question before we kind of wrap things up. Uh, do you think the pink-haired uh, antagonist in Corona is Marluxia or Lorium? I think it's Marluxia. 
I think it's Lorium. Because of what Namur. <laughs> um, so ahead, this ahead. is the late. Because of what Nomura said in, uh, so I will just tell you what um, it's basically the Sumitsu that was um, featured on the first July issue. So it was okay. released on June twenty first. Mm-hmm. That issue of Fumitsu, in that issue of Fumitsu, um Nomura says um, <laughs> that Venita Venita's Viserax. And the other organization members, after turning back into humans, once again turn into nobodies and resurrect in a different way. Right, okay. <laughs> what that means. Right, the so ones that's, that that's kind of going back to Sora, what that's kind of going back to what you said earlier, how it's probably still Demix and Luxord and Larxene rather than they're somebodies. Yeah, whatever they, their sure. names are. So I think it was Lorium. He became Lorium, but then Lorium became Malusha again. again. Hmm. Yeah, so... It's like, I, regardless yeah. of how... Regardless of the quality of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, I'm I just... I'm so invested, more than I should be, because of the story, even though the story is releasing at, like, slower than a snail's pace. I still... I'm just... Every time they release a meaningful plot update, I'm like... Dang, they're dropping some bombs. And I want to know how it ties in. <laughs> I actually yeah. haven't really been following the recent updates, especially the one with Maleficent or yeah, whatever yeah, well, the heck happened. That's that's the first like actual important update in literally a year. So Yeah. <laughs> because um I actually want to be surprised and yeah, no, fair actually enough. like feeling like actually like feeling like I don't understand anything. Yeah. Because when I first Kingdom Hearts. That's what really got me into the oh, series. Oh, for sure, for the sure. The fact that I, the fact that I had no idea what the hell was going on, but I still liked it. Well, it's like the, the 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 most bizarre thing ever, because once you make sense of it, it's like ah, I love this. It's so cool. Well, that's something so... Namara said in interviews in the past, right? Is how like that's the kind of storytelling he enjoys. Is he doesn't want everything to be explained. He doesn't want everything tied up neatly with a bow. He wants there to be some mystery. He wants people who enjoy it to be able to make their own conclusions or speculate or you know talk about it because that's half the fun. Is if if you have something that has a start, a middle, and an end, and everything's explained, well, where's the intrigue? Where's the mystery? You know, you want to have something to. You want to have a puzzle to solve, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why, even though the long wait for Kingdom Hearts 3 has been uh, excruciating, <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's still been great because it's not like it's been radio silence for 13 years since Kingdom Hearts 2. They've had all these other games dripping out, and each of them adds a little bit more to the puzzle. And you know, sure, sometimes you come away with more questions than answers, but you're still figuring it out. You're still. That's the fun of it. Exactly. And so that's, like, it's, that's, that's what I thought about it. And that's like with the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Like it's instead of having new games come out, now they've got Union Cross leading up to Kingdom Hearts 3, which is dripping, drip feeding more little plot updates that so it used to be that tied to <laughs> the backstory, but now is starting to feed into the current story and trying to tie it all together. And yeah. like, I just, I just love it. The speculation yeah. and the theorizing is so much fun. And it's almost going to be like, I, I kind of hope they don't tie it up with a bow in Kingdom Hearts. I th- I want like ninety five percent of the threads tied up, but I want five percent to still be 
hmm, what's happening there? So we have something to look forward to for the future. <laughs> but I, I still want like at least 40% of that 95% to be tied up indirectly in a way that it's not like just given to you in a, in sure, a, sure. Like in a box. You know, but yeah. like it is tied up. You just have to tie it up yourself. Yeah, like not necessarily, <laughs> I don't know. not necessarily things that are mandatory, like story plot progression, but things you have to work towards, like maybe yeah. side content yeah. or Xehanort reports or something like that. Yeah, because what's what's a great story without a great lore? Yeah, absolutely agreed. But you know, speaking of that, Kingdom Hearts Union. Um, connecting some dots uh, one of the things that got introduced in Kingdom Hearts Union and was uh, sorry um, Union Cross was um, Darklings yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I still don't quite understand what they I, I you follow you follow the story so I think I could ask you what are they and what do they have to do with Aqua so uh, I'm not sure what they have to do with Aqua per se and it's been so long like they've had such a minimal uh, involvement in the global or in Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, I think they had a little bit more in uh, Kingdom Hearts Key, the original Japanese browser game, which they've you know kind of retconned and changed a bit for the the global mobile game. Global mobile didn't realize yeah. that rhymed. Um, but <laughs> but the Darklings, I think if memory serves, they are the heartless of uh, previous Keyblade wielders from the Age of Fairy Tales, from the Age of Kingdom Hearts Key. So mm-hmm. one of the, the big story with the with Kingdom Hearts Key is the traitor, right, in back cover. And the traitor mm-hmm. is someone who has fallen to the darkness because all the foretellers are supposed to uh, protect the light and you know st- try and keep the Keyblade War from happening. But, but the... They find out there's a traitor and there's a dark Chirithi and the dark Chirithi belongs to the traitor who's fallen to darkness. And then mm-hmm. uh, in the background, in the the side scenes, like things you don't see, uh, that dark Chirithi and its wielder, whoever that mystery traitor is, uh, are corrupting other mm-hmm. Keyblade wielders and making them fall to darkness. And those Keyblade wielders that they that fall to darkness become the darkling heartless. Like when they lose their heart, that's okay. what they become. It's the darkling heartless. And so that's their significance. It's the darklings are previous keyblade wielders. Mm-hmm. I think I could be mistaken, so, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I see. So, um, because I've 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 um, seen pictures and diagrams of people pointing out how a dark aqua looks like a darkling by okay, design. I, have, I haven't seen those. Uh, the, or those, you know. Because are, um, but, so uh, the way you see darklings in Union Cross, you know their their fingers, the tips of their fingers. Yeah. They look like aqua's aqua's hands look like the look sure, look the sure. same. I see what you're getting at. Yep, I can see the resemblance. Yeah. I, I, so, think it's a, uh, it's I think like it's a bit of a stretch. Inter- I don't think that's what's right. going on, but I can I can see where people draw that conclusion. Yeah, but she has like a, sort of like a black into red gradient going on, rather than sure just her just her hands, just like that. Like 
there is some sort of a I see the resemblance. It doesn't mean it's not conclusive, but there right. is a resemblance. Yeah, so, I hear you. Again, doesn't mean that she's gone, but then again, you know, there are so many things in Kingdom Hearts that look similar, sure. but are not necessarily similar. For example, Xehanort has what yellow eyes, and he is basically the symbol for darkness, isn't he? But so do Heartless. Heartless mm. have yellow eyes as well, right? Yeah. So there are this kind of design similarities. So it could be that Aqua does look very much like a darkling but isn't actually one yeah i mean so, nomura is also pretty uh pretty constant with his with saying that nothing is a coincidence like everything that seems like a coincidence in kingdom hearts is intentional no, it could be but um it could be that they're correlated but not necessarily yeah, the could, same thing could be more symbolic intentional symbology rather than yeah. or symbolism than like teasing that this is what happened so yeah, yeah. basically <sighs> no I was just thinking about her becoming a heartless and then Benita stabbing her with, with his keyblade sure and... sure <laughs> so I mean if you yeah yeah no I, I, I get you I get you my brain is gone. <laughs> yeah, I I think before <laughs> we so actually, I think before our brains actually blow up, we should probably call it good there. <laughs> so I, I think we've we've covered a lot of good ground. We've had a lot of good chat about a variety of the organization members, which is good. So, where where can listeners find you online? Yes. All right. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at aquaberry underscore kh so that's aquaberry with two r's like like a, like, like a berry like sure, a strawberry because sure. <laughs> because they're delicious so um that's delicious <laughs> is cherries so on instagram you can find me at aquaberry underscore cherry and okay. is it underscore or dot cherry well if one doesn't work try yeah, the other I forgot that's cool if one doesn't work, you <laughs> yeah, try the other. But if, if you're interested in, in, in seeing that, that's what I basically put on my Instagram and other aesthetic stuff. Um, you can also find me writing stuff or telling other people to write stuff <laughs> or just having them do my work. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, you can find me on... <laughs> no, I'm not going to... Yeah, all the credit. Um, you can find me on case13.com, um, just reporting on news or just working with my team members on reporting news. Very good. And as I, I said <laughs> earlier, like legitimately, case13.com is such a good, consistent, oh, accurate um, source. What's that? Have you actually heard of our new Discord? I have not. Our new Discord server. Do tell. Please tell. We have a new Discord server. We actually um, did a major update on our website recently. Mm -hmm. So um, if you go to our website, case13.com, on the upper right corner, you will actually find all our social media links. And one yep. of them is to, that, the to our Discord server. Discord. I see it right now. Yeah. 
clicking yeah. so accepting invite <laughs> and now i'm on hey. your discord i'll see you there very good um and also if uh memory serves did you guys just hit 10 years active recently yes we just had our 10 year 10th year anniversary yeah that's awesome like that's such a such a long It'll... time to be covering kingdom hearts I can't believe it's been a decade already. Mm. Um, I used to be a fan before I joined. So. Oh, sure, sure. Because, I mean, 10 years ago, 2008, that was after Kingdom Hearts 2 had released. I think that was the year of 358 over two days, or maybe Birth by Sleep. I yeah. think Birth by Sleep was 2009. But anyway, yeah, it was It was still when when those it, side games were it just was starting right to get big. Very good. So, uh, yeah, join the conversation on Discord with KH13 and with uh, Aquaberry here. So this has been episode 13 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff. You can find our show on Twitter at ChaosCast. That's Chaos with a K. And you can find me as well at Zachary P. Lyons. That's L-Y-O-N-S. And Chaos is part of the Nerd Pals Network, which you can find at nerdpals.network and by searching for Super Nerd Pals on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, you should also check out our other podcasts on the network, Super Nerd Pals and Left for Dread. And uh, that's about it. I think that's all I got. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, may your heart be your guiding key. That's awesome. Have you listened to the podcast? No, I haven't. Why? Yeah, because that's my outro. <laughs> my, I always end it by saying, thanks oh! again for listening. May your heart be your guiding key. So those are perfect closing words. Well done. <laughs> That's so cheesy. <laughs> it is incredibly cheesy. You sound like a traitor. It's incredible. No, there's. I had. I. I think you it was, sound like. It was maybe a cousin of mine, or uh, I had one of my friends on who hadn't played before, and when I uh, closed out by saying that, they actually laughed out loud, like, "Oh my god!" I could hear their eyes rolling. It was pretty good. <laughs> so yes, thank you for well, listening to um, Kingdom Hearts and other stuff, and thank you, Aquaberry, for joining me. No problem. And once again, may your heart be your guiding key.